You're listening to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. Nerds in Max! No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Presented by No Guts, No Galaxy. New music by Animatronic. One of the brainchilds that brought you the No Guts, No Galaxy soundtrack. Emerging soon. Nautical Monsters. Systems Audible. This fall. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world. This is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 90. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is September 18th, 2013. My shout-out, I've got two tonight. First, it's to Mead. It's like Viking water, which is awesome. Two is to Charles Wilson. All right, Charles, for those that don't know, sent me some miniatures, some Battletech minis. And he sent them, and I got a notification in the mail when picked them at the post office, and I was thinking just a handful. No, 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 and no. This guy, Charles, you are amazing. There's literally over 100 in-the-box miniatures, Battletech minis, in a box over there. Like, 100, probably, I'm going to go up to and say 150. Holy shit. Anyways, there's a link. I posted up a little video. I just want to say thank you so much, Charles. Like, I, me and Darren have one in some miniatures to be able to, like, I have people I want to play around here with. And, bam, there it happens. So, holy shit. I just want to say thank you again, Charles. It was amazing. I mean, literally... I haven't even counted all of them, but I did. I've seen Timberwolf. I've seen Kodiak. I've seen Fafner. I've seen I, like. Keep going. Oh my God! Yes, uh, I'm almost so, there. Yeah, when I do see a Marauder, an Archer, I will let Darren know. But anyways, that's my shout out, Charles. You are amazing. Thank you again for uh, donating those. Uh, and you know, obviously, we may be giving some of those away. I don't know. I'll, I might have to prime out of Darren's hands. Hey, is but, that a uh, battalion or what? Is, how many is dude, a battalion? It's a full freaking. Regiment what? with armor Regiment. support. Yes. Okay. Well done, Charles. Well done. Thank you so much for that. Darren, who do you have? Thank you, Charles. This is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadilla. My shout-out today is to everyone that is going to be in San Francisco next week for the launch party, as well as NGNG Con 2013. I'm looking forward to seeing you all there. For those that can't be there, both events will be streamed, so we hope you can hang out with us as well. Yes, here, here. Everyone's asking, will it be streamed? Yes, both. Trust me, launch party will be streamed. It's actually going to be really cool. And NGNGCon will be streamed as well. So, Brandon, who do you have? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill, and my shout-outs are going to the Merit Campaign Season 2 and Mexpecs. Heck yeah. Don't forget the Ron Hunter die. Um, we've got the the results were posted up for uh, Season 1 as well. You can go check those out. Laura, what about you? Hey guys, this is Laura, also known as Baby Wolf. My shout out today is to Mortensen. You know what you did. Mm, yeah, you know what you did, and you remember what you did. 
And it was actually really nice. So. Mort is a good guy. I know I've, what he did. I've heard those sayings a few times in my life. You know what you did. I know what you did last, well, week oh, or a couple geez. weeks ago. And, of course, I'd like to say welcome to our live studio audience. Haven't seen you guys in a while. Appreciate your patience while we sat down and talked with Brian and Russ. And don't forget, Russ, interview, sit down, chat, part two. We'll be going tonight. You can bug the shit out of Darren for that. And, of course, no. for our new listeners out there, <laughs> I, I just want to say welcome. Hopefully you guys have been appreciating uh, all the like hard work and effort that Darren has been putting into editing because when you have hours and hours of podcast, it does take a lot of work. And I want to say thank you again to Darren for that. Hey, and we've got a new feature for those out there. Uh, we've got become an NGNG sponsor. All you have to do is head over to our website. Uh, previously, where there was a tip jar, now there's a uh, donate link. You click it, and now what happens is you guys get put into a special user group on the forums. Uh, you get a you able to put your own avatar. You've got your own section as well. We're going to be doing sponsorship giveaways that are only for you guys. But hey, I just want to sort of iterate here. That this is for you guys helping to support all of the projects. We, you know, for the comics, we'd love to be able to get uh, DC Bruins. That's the guy doing the new comics. Uh, you guys saw the last one, uh, the the Nightmare, and now it's the Dust Bowl. We want to be able to put him up on a contract, but we need your help doing that. We need your help paying for a TS3 and stuff like that. So hey, if you like what we're doing over here, head over there and support us, and we'd greatly appreciate it. Over here, over there. Hey, are you doing a little shopping online? Maybe Amazon Newegg or Tiger Direct. If so, help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the Amazon Newegg or Tiger Direct buttons on our website. Right side, scroll down a little bit. It won't add anything to your charge, but it gives NGNG a little kickback. It's a great way to support everything we do if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway, week 17. We are actually giving of one of two that we have. Yes, we only have two of these, but they're 25 years of art and fiction hardback books. And I am telling you, I really didn't want to give these away. I'm not going to lie. When they came in, me and Darren were like, oh, you know, it'd look really good up on our shelf. You know, mm-hmm. no. um, these are super it's awesome. Like high fidelity. Yeah. If you haven't seen them, they're really nice. Anyways, that is week 17's giveaway. And it, actually, because I'll be gone next week, we're going to do this for two weeks. So we will give this away October 2nd. So this is only two of them. What we have, uh, I've been holding off sort of on giving one away. Uh, but I think this is a pretty special week. We've got NGNGCon. We've got MWO launch. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So make sure to head over there. All you have to do this week. Last week was who is your favorite? Who's the best clan? And now we've got... Uh, Who's the best uh, Intersphere house? Like, who, who's that, uh, you know? I don't know. I did see a few uh, best clanners, a dead clanner. I did see a few of those. Mm. Does but, it have to uh, be a house? Uh, I, I think house affiliation. Maybe I need to put that in there. But uh, like Faction or house? Yeah, well, Kenobis. I think it's house because, you know, you've got your big ones. I think those are... Best house is my house, Davion, in the middle of the street. Anyways, that's all you got to do is head over, register. That's all you got to do in order to win. And, uh, you know, you can live anywhere in the world. We do not just uh, do just uh, uh, North America. It's anywhere. I, actually, someone who won was in Singapore. We've had people over in, um, uh, I had someone over in Croatia as well. So, again, uh, just uh, head over there and do that. And you can win free shit. Who doesn't like free stuff? And not just like regular stuff too, like really nice stuff as well. So, And the quality is a little bit above shit, in my opinion. It is free, though. A little bit. Got one on my shelf myself. Oh, do you? Shit? No. Well, no, I keep those on a separate shelf, but no, I do have Gotcha. 
All right. So today we're going to be talking about a few things. We're going to be talking about the state of the game, and I want to hear from my other uh, co-host what they think. And so we got a few topics here we'll be going over, such as battle maps, weapons, maps, tutorials, and gameplay. And I want to hear your guys' feedback, especially we're rounding up here the launch of you know. We're already at launch, and we've got, uh, you know, next we've got the launch party. Obviously, we know UI and all that is coming. So, anyways, I want to talk about state of the game when it comes to mechs. Um, we've seen a lot of introduction of new mechs recently. You know, the Victor. We've got the Orion. Um, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of feedback on, uh, I like this, I like that. But uh, I want to hear your guys' feedback. So, let's go ahead and dive into what are your thoughts on the new implementation of mechs, um, and uh, how do you feel things are going? Brandon? When you mean implementation, are you meaning like just in general, or do you mean like the whole uh, premium first, then C- uh, no, MC? No, I'm saying just, just actually in the game gameplay. Like, how, obviously, I, I I think their marketing. Uh, I think that's totally fine doing the whole hero MC and then the Seabills. I think it's just smart on their part. I think everyone. Agrees but it, about is that. the Victor really falling under the category of recent Max or? I mean, it's not too far. I mean, it wasn't too far away. I mean, I'm just saying in general, the implementation, okay. the game. Well, specifically, I'd say the Orion. And and then if there's other, you know, recent mechs that people want to discuss. But yeah, uh, Brandon, the Orion, what do you think? I actually really like the Orion quite a bit. Uh, I love just strapping an AC-20 into the side and just going out and destroying everything. The front armor is really nice. Uh, it's able to hold a pretty good size engine. It's not the fastest of the heavy mechs, but it's definitely pretty up there. So you're uh, brawling. So yeah, it's definitely a very nice brawling mech. Um, 75 tons. Uh, 70, at 75 tons, uh, you do have a lot of room to play around with. So, it's it's an all-around really good mech in my opinion. What about you, Laura? I'm taking a couple out for a spin. Can't wait to get my hands on the Kerensky. But until then, it seems like it is a pretty flexible chassis. It's still not my catapult though. So, I don't did know. you guys? Switch. Did you guys see the recent artwork uh, of the Orion? Holy crap! Oh, by Spooky! Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we we got to stay on point. Let's stay on point. Orion, uh, state of the game. Darren, me and you have been playing a lot. You know, obviously, and I see the Orion. We just had a match. What was it yesterday? That literally the almost the entire other team was Orion V's uh, protectors and stuff like that. I'm actually of the opposite mind uh, than Brandon. I think it's a great medium to long range mech, and that's to me personally, that's where I've seen a few, like the the one V and the the K. I've seen all of those more or less a long range setup. I've seen though recently with the the other uh, variant, the one M and the the one with the, all the missiles uh, off the top of my head. The V, so, yeah, the VA or whatever it is, uh, the one V. I saw a few of those having quad <laughs> SRM6s uh, and yeah facehugger though but uh, I don't know I've been running mine with a medium to long range and an XL360 and I know a lot of people are like oh my god blah 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 XL no it's like dude you have XLs and cataphracts and catapults they're you know it's it's a trade off but uh, how are you liking yours Darren? Um, well for when I first got them and I got all five I was doing brawling setups you know I was, I was doing either LBXs or AC20 and uh, it wasn't super fun for me. It, basically I wasn't doing an XL so I was just too slow. Uh, I did switch by your suggestion to a long range setup. I do put an XL360 in there. Only I can only afford one right now so I switch it between all five uh, chassis. But basically I'm doing kind of an LRM 
for long range AC2, maybe UAC5, some medium lasers. It's obviously not meta or anything like that, but I've been having more fun with it. I've actually been enjoying it, uh, but I've been hearing people that hate it and people that love it. It's like just across the board, people either hate it or love it. What do you think it makes the I mean, obviously we've seen um, right before, you know, we've had uh, other mechs like the Kentaro come out and have like hitbox issues with the CT, right? I mean, it's basically when that came out, you had, I mean, you were stupid if you didn't take an XL engine because all your, all you had was your CT get blown out. Do you guys feel like that's the same issue right now with the Orion? Is the center torso too big, or is the hitbox uh, need adjustment? What are your guys' thoughts on that, Laura? Eh, I haven't shot it enough to really. <laughs> go kill you some more Orions. Yeah, yeah, I need to go kill some more. Now, Brandon or Darren, do you guys have any experience or any input I- on it? I haven't been running an XL in my Orions. I've been just using the standard engine, so I can't really comment about um, the torsos being shot out. I haven't really... I've been noticing my arms getting shot out quite a bit, uh, but then it's either a center torso or I get leg. Yeah, um, it's not... Some people are saying that it has torso issues. I played both standard engines and XL. I can't really detect if it does. Now, that may be that I don't have the ability to detect it as well as others do maybe but like for example the Kentaro, i could totally tell um so maybe if there is an issue it's a small one but yeah beyond that i don't really know well i mean when you look at if it's the physical geometry of like the center torso like the dragon right the dragon or the quick draw or even the orion where that center part it's very easy to aim and hit then obviously if you're if you sort of uh your crosshairs, if your reticles sort of just gravitate to that location anyway, it's probably easier to go after. But uh, I don't know. For the Rhine, I've taken out a lot of them recently on that uh, big platform where the missiles go. You know, even if they don't have missiles, you know, I, I just feel like that's a pretty big uh, target to go after as well. For the most part, I see a lot of XLs in them. So usually I go for the side tour. So, and usually if it doesn't take them out, and it doesn't take them out, and I just moved to the CT. But uh, I've noticed a lot of people have uh, XLs. All right, so obviously that was the latest um, you know, mech that was uh, introduced. Now, one thing I do want to uh, talk about really quick is how do you guys feel about you know mechs being introduced? And obviously as the game moves forward and more mechs are going to be introduced, you are going to have mechs that just do better. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I mean, and what I mean by that is like, they'll come out another 75 ton mech probably inner sphere it's got to happen right we're going to run into this issue to where they're going to introduce i mean we've got 355 tonners coming up i don't see a problem in this per se but uh what are you guys feelings on it uh, specifically i'm totally fine with it because there's people that will always just use the best and i don't think there's any way you can get around that something's always going to be for whatever reason the most efficient mech Um, But I see tons of people who play based on just personal preference, whether that be nostalgia or aesthetic reasons or whatever, and they basically don't give a shit about what the perfect 100% ideal mech is. They're just playing for fun. They're playing because they like the mech. So I think everything will have a role, even if some of them are just seamless. You know, there's just no way to avoid that. Well, uh, how about the looking at like uh where the weapons are located and i say this because i think it's really important for people to to realize like each mech has a, a unique uh, obviously unique hard point system but where the weapons are placed too i mean uh you know we were talking to side strafe recently and he was asking well why would i ever take why do i want the blackjack with the same loadout as the hunchback and you know we told him you know the hunchback yes it's using a standard engine it's got the ac20 and it can have the same amount of weapons but i was like the the blackjack 
it's smaller profile. It's got its weapons higher up in a, in a more uh, turret-like position, so you can shoot over obstacles. Uh, jump jets maneuverability. I, I feel like those are things that, if you if you really focused on all the individual chassis, you can make those correlations of like, well, this mech does really well in this scenario compared to this one of the same. You know, uh, even if you look at the same weapons, I, I feel like that's really important. Um, Brandon, what about you? I think you're always going to have a little bit of overlap with battle mechs, some being better than others. I think. What it comes down to is depends on what sort of gameplay you're going to be playing. Are you going to be playing competitives? If so, of course, the top tier meta ones are going to be what you're playing the most. Or, for me, for example, I really go enjoy going and trolling in commandos. Still, I mean, why not? I think it's really. I'm, I don't have a problem with it. It's going to happen. Whatever. Gotcha, Laura. A lot of this is going to be personal preference, which is one of the hallmarks of BattleTech and MechWarrior. You pick whatever you do the best in. So. If you like blowing stuff up in the Orion or the Blackjack, then you're going to go do that. If you like blowing stuff up a different way and say, a Marauder, fuck yeah, then you'll go do that. Mmm, Marauder. Mmm. All right, moving on to weapons. Um, You know, obviously we've had a lot of discussion about, like, UAC-5s, the jamming mechanic. We've got AC-2s, flamers, and stuff like that. Those are recent changes. But what I want to talk about is, like, uh, how do you guys see the overall picture of weapons and balance in the state of the game right now? Like, we all, I think, can uh, you know attest to PPCs and GOSS and the ease of use was an issue. Um, do you guys see a balance out there right now? What, what are you, what's your thoughts on the overall uh, feeling, Darren? Mm, uh, you know, I've said this before, but I think there's a reason for that, that I think right now the game is as close to weapons balance as we've been doesn't mean that it's perfectly balanced or doesn't need more tweaking, but I think we just keep getting closer and closer for the most part. There's been some patches that have set it off, but I think it's pretty balanced. The only one that out there that I guess I hear people still complaining about a little bit is the UAC-5, uh, even after this recent, you know, quote-unquote nerf or mechanic change or whatever. Um, it didn't really, I didn't notice well, really there was a, no a big difference. Change. It was so, okay, the so there was, it, it well, was wasn't duration, it the... It was cooldown time. Recharge. And the yeah. Recharge. yeah, so... There was no... It's the same mechanic of... Same uh, mechanic, but it changed from 1.1 to 1.5. Hardly noticeable, if noticeable at all. So I don't know if people are still going to complain about it. There's there's no reason... Now, you know, I did a lot of testing with the macro. Um, Everybody that's been watching the streams or whatever has seen that I've been testing it out. Uh, But doing the macro or putting everything in one weapon group and just chain firing, it's pretty close. So I'm not using the macro anymore. Um, I'm just doing chain fire, but I don't what, know that what it's... About other, what about other weapon systems? PPCs, mm-hmm. I think, Gauss, or Well, S-Rams. definitely I've seen a huge decline in the use of PPCs and Gauss. Now, whether or not they're extinct and they need to be buffed, I don't know. But I'm not seeing any one thing being overused from my perspective. Okay, Brennan? With the, with the macro and before the changes to the UAC-5, I mean, even still, the UAC-5 is still pretty heavily prominent on the battlefield. But, I mean, I'm definitely seeing less Gauss rifles on the battlefield and definitely a lot more AC-20s and bigger uh, bigger ACs such as the 10 and stuff like that. I think uh, a lot of people are still going to... I think what it is is the Gauss rifle got substituted with a lot more instead of people having to hold down the button and delay. Uh, I think it just switched to regular ACs, which, I mean, people are going to go to whatever is now, used for them is it because it's an easier skilled weapon now and i think it's because they one? want the big alpha dps without having to wait and delay a bit okay what about and you 
just real quick, sorry to interrupt. Um, I do want to point out to Mason just linked a uh, basically a macro tutorial on mech specs. So I will be putting that link in the show notes for anybody that is interested in what the macros do. Uh, Laura? Right now, I would say that it's close. It's not perfect. And I think it's probably going to keep evolving as more systems get improved, as more mechs get released, as more weapons get tweaked. And it'll all be kind of an ever-changing flux, but we'll get to some nice, happy place at some point. Then we'll something will change, and then we'll get to a nicer, happier place. So, we'll see. I do like the Goss, though. Okay, so I've, I've heard a lot of people actually say the Goss rifle, they like it. Um, I've actually seen many people use that in the advanced zoom now. Um, I saw a Gauss fract a few days. Like, I hadn't seen that thing for months, which is funny because, you know, ease of use. So you are starting to see, you know, the the Gauss, dual Gauss setups come around again. Um, I I don't know if that's due to just people wanting to test it out and stuff like that. Now, ease of use weapons, we talked about this. Um, I've talked about this in length. I think what happens is the majority of players sort of navigate to ease of use weapons. And what that means is, Darren, you were saying when you use the macro, it just made everything where you pulled the trigger, you didn't have to worry about heat, you never had to worry about jamming. It was just basically, meh, I just did damage, I I just aim, fire, and boom. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the same thing that happened to the the Gauss rifle in the past, right? I mean, look at the, the Gauss cat. It was just point shoot. You could do it from zero all the way up to like max range. It, it was, was so beautiful. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. But the, the thing that was more difficult at that time was tracking. So now with the increased speed, that's a little bit easier, but also a little bit more difficult because you have the very small window of opportunity to fire. I think really this is going to become, if the mechanics don't change, a weapon for really skilled players and the people that get good at it are going to be devastating well what about the the ppcs i mean there's another thing where um for those that weren't here basically the ppcs used to be totally useless even i i used them and people did make fun of me in the videos but because they were ballistic as far as host state rewind they suffered the same issues as all of the acs so they they buffed them to do more damage and they sped them up because it was to to negate that host state rewind issue then host state rewind came around and it didn't get buffed or didn't get nerfed until recently and that change was implemented are you guys still seeing ppcs out there on the battlefield oh yes definitely it's uh, still a very much uh widely used weapon all the time i'm still seeing uh spiders running around with the one er ppc uh what i am noticing though is since they removed the um close uh, the 90 meter range on the um, regular PPC, though, everyone's going back to ERs again. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, there's a huge difference in heat, 10 and 15. So I'm seeing people choosing PPCs, just people I've talked to. Now, I don't know in general and on average or anything like that, but um, people going for the regular PPCs and using other weapons for up close uh, because, I mean, the difference between Two regular PPCs and two ER, huge heat difference, especially guess, with maps like Terra Therma. I guess I should have clarified. People that are running one PPC are running ER, and people gotcha. running multiples are running regular. I've noticed that as well. Well, one thing you just hit on is the point of having one weapon system or a host of them. Ease of use, right? And I feel like that's what happens. That's what happened with the Goss and the, the PPCs. It was ease of use. I mean, it was like zero to the max range. Those are really like your max range weapons. And the travel times were not identical. 
you know, obviously Gossip is a little bit slower than PPCs, but I just feel like a lot of people navigate to the ease of use weapons and UAC-5s. We saw it. We, see, we saw that with LRMs. Uh, and you remember, <laughs> LRMs got the, the buff and they were doing hmm. ridiculous amounts of damage. You saw it for like, what, two days straight. Ease of use weapons and, you know, it's like your higher skilled players were like, eh, it's, it's not really, you could totally avoid missiles, it's blah, blah, blah. But your normal Joe Schmo, they're like, well, shit, I'm going to do as max damage as I can, you know, for, you know, anyways. And I see that that happens every single time, like something was changed. But that being said, how do you guys feel about pulse weapons right now? Because, like, I hardly ever see large pulse. I I have recently seen small pulse on a few hunchbacks, Brian, uh, out there. Uh, Brian Buckton, one of the PGI devs, was running with it uh, yesterday in a 4P. But that being said, like, is the medium pulse laser worth two tons like to you guys? Well, I, I think this falls into another category. Basically, what we were talking about there previously was whether weapons are being overused. And somebody mentioned in chat, well, what about underused? I think pulse weapons are underused. I think SRM-2s are underused, and I think flamers are underused. Um, unless I'm, you know, missing something. I think those are pretty much the group of weapons that well, maybe need some... The SRM-2, and I have not used that. I need to mm -hmm. try to test mm -hmm. it out. Of the pulse weapons, the one I see the most is the medium pulse laser. Every now and then I'll see a hunchback with a billion and a half small pulse lasers, but I don't see a whole lot of large pulse laser. Is the large pulse laser still useless? I From oh, what pretty last much, time yes. I used it... Last time I used it, though, it did decent damage, and it did decent. Well, not uh, useless, but not as effective. I think I think it was get. range. To me, I would rather take a large laser. That uh, me personally, just to have that range. I, I think if they buffed the range on them, I think they'd be a little bit more. I mean, you, it's going to be the trade-off for the heat and stuff like that. But I think if they increased the range a little bit, you'd probably see them a little bit more on the field. But they don't like. I guess what I'm looking at is you don't want to make them. It's the same thing with the PPCs. You don't want to increase their damage too much because then everyone just boats them, right? But oh, so no. I think it's I think it's like a crossover. They have to find this happy medium. But for me, medium pulse lasers, I just don't. I, I, I'm like, well, I'd rather just take one medium laser and have that extra range, do decent amount of damage, and the heat's obviously not as crazy, and I can put that extra ton to another weapon or ammo or armor or another heat sink itself. That's just like. For for the for the extra ton for the one point of damage increase, you're better off taking a medium laser and a heat sink. There's no point in taking the medium pulse lasers for one extra point of damage. There was recently a poll on Numex specs for which weapons are the best for you. In other words, your personal preference. And can you guess which uh, the most used or most uh, liked weapon is? Machine guns. No, I'd say medium laser. Medium laser, bingo. And among the least liked, of course, are the Flamer, Small Laser, and SRM-2. Well, you know, it's just like uh, the medium laser has always been in that weird niche. One ton weapon. I've always felt like it. it's a trade-off because when you, when we really start talking about, uh, and we're gonna, I'm going to sidetrack here, when you really start looking at how Battletech did their weapons, you've got a large laser that's five tons. You know, in a lot of people's minds, they're like, well, if it's five tons, it should be doing at least or if close to five times the amount of damage of a medium laser. But that's not quite the case because the, the you know, the range factor and stuff like that. Well, what I would like to see, and, and you, you've seen this evolution, is the fact that screw the tabletop rules, man. You know, like, <laughs> we already talked about, you know, the pinpoint accuracy and this and that. And I feel like a lot of these rules, 
So you don't want to make them too OP or else it totally negates and then everyone boats those. And we've seen that constantly. I mean, you know, uh, even with the heat, uh, ghost heat system, you still see. Um, I've seen four large laser builds. I've seen, I saw a 6 ER PPC stalker and the guy was actually chain firing and being successful. So it was still working. <laughs> a lot of people are like, no, my tabletop. But yeah, uh, you know, that's just one of those things where I feel like pulse lasers... And the reason I bring this up is we're about to have the introduction of what, as far as technology, ER. So are they going to follow the same thing, you know, with, well, we're going to extend the range. Is it going to be the same amount of damage? Is it only heat, just like the ER large? Well, what about the clan versions and stuff like that, too? I hope they really go with, because I remember when we had um, Randall Bills on the show, he was talking about how he wanted to redo all the clan stuff if he had the chance to do it to make it all close range. I would really love to see that instead, where you get the higher damage, but it's closer range. I think it's it fits with the whole brawling mentality of the clans and stuff like that. So you have the IS weapons, you know, I, I can understand that, and just call them clan large laser instead of clan ER. I mean, to a claner, they're just regular large lasers, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyways, that's the current state of the game. We've got a lot of things, obviously, coming up with the introduction of new weapons, and we'll talk about that, obviously, as, as the time gets closer and they talk about it more. But uh, I still feel, right now, me personally, I feel like the game is very, very close to being right there. And we've had a few times like this in, in open beta as well. Uh, it, I would say that it's got pretty close to where we feel all the weapons. Um, but right now... I, you know, I feel like uh, there are a few weapon systems that we just don't see quite on the battlefield all the time. But I always think that's going to happen. I don't. I never think you're going to have everything out there. I just, I've, I've a feeling there's just, you know, someone's like, well, why would I take an SRM two? I'm always just going to drop the four or six in there, or, you know, this or that. So I feel like that's always just going to happen. But uh, I got a question for you, Phil. Before we just change gears real quick, what about um, munitions and the amount of munitions you get per ton? The official word is that they're being looked at, and some will probably change, and some will probably not. Uh, that is awfully specific. Yeah, I mean, basically, I'm going to have to know which ones do and which ones don't to have any sort of opinion. I think some of them definitely could be uh, re-examined. Well, if you talk about, I think it's a part of the whole balance, though. I mean, it's like the AC-20. I know the AC-20. I can do a lot amount, you know, a lot of damage out there if I hit all of my hits and you know all that fun stuff. I, I you know. But if I, they add more ammo to like the AC-20 or, you know, something like that, or the UAC-5, right? I mean, would you see it being abused more or used more? Like the Goss rifle, should they add more? You know, would that benefit the lower skilled players or more of the high skilled players? You know, you know, I, I feel like they have a 15 minute time frame, you know, unless they introduce. Uh, and here's another thing. This is why I wouldn't want anything changed right now. With Brian talking about different game modes, attack and offend, and all this stuff, and he even said on the interview, maybe battles being 45 minutes an hour long or whatever. Ammo is important, and if you just have a ton of it, it just sort of negates the whole balance factor. So, you know, to me, I, I see the ability for them to uh, tweak it here or there, but again, it's in a 15-minute time frame, or are they going to balance it more towards a 45-minute time frame? Well, I'm thinking just from the current values, like even not even that big of a change per ton. Like I'm not talking like double it or anything like that. Nothing that dramatic. But I'm like even just like 1.1 or 1.2 times the amount or something like that. So like for example, like the Gauss rifle goes from like 11 per ton to like 12 or 13. Well, to me right now in the current state of the 10, game, sorry, in the current maps, 
and the current time frame, the 15 minute times, I like where the ammo is. I, or at least I like the fact that ammo and dependency, if all you take is ammunition based weapons and you don't take any energy based weapons and you run out because it's an extended battle, I like that in a part. Now, does it suck for the person who ran out? Yeah, but hey, you chose that, right? It's a, it's a checks and balances. But I'm also looking at, well, if they do do these longer battles, these longer game modes, will there be options to be able to, you know, purchase in ammo drops or, you know, how will that work and stuff like that? I'm thinking of like the, the, I guess, you know, attack and defend sort of things, you know, like being able to, um, I, I don't know, you know, those are mobile field, I think field bays and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, like. You know, hey, you guys are doing good. I don't know. Like I said, I, I want to fun game modes. I don't really care about, you know, if it's realistic or lore-based. Uh, you know, I want stuff that's fun and engaging. And and some of this, like Brian said, is taking a 80s battle tech and re-envisioning and putting into a modern battlefield, um, you know, and I think that's that's pretty cool too, so... Mason brought up a good uh, weapon that might need to be relooked as far as the uh, ammo, which is the UAC-5 compared to the regular AC-5. The regular AC-5, I believe, comes 30 rounds per ton, and the UAC-5, 25. And the UAC-5, uh, you know, it has the, the negative impact of possibly jamming, so maybe that needs to also be the same as the AC-5 uh, rounds per ammo ton. I still think, uh, before we leave here on the weapons, I still don't think their random jamming mechanic is 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 good uh, i've never liked it uh it's the one random mechanic uh as far as player control like a weapon there to me it, it totally needs to go i i still this little change that just happened it still doesn't address the fact that you can still negate the whole jamming mechanic even without macros you can still negate it and does it mean you decrease the dps slightly sure but i mean you're talking about something negligible i mean you, you can't even like so I think they need to do a player-controlled mechanic when it comes to this, or change how the UAC fives are. Change them. Change the entire mechanic. This this random nonsense. It makes it just it doesn't. Well, never we it. we heard Brian's comment on that on the recent podcast. I mean, he doesn't like it either. He doesn't like random. So I have a feeling sometime down the road it's going to be changed. So yeah, for everyone out there, I've never liked it. You guys have heard it forever. Um, all right. So moving who on has? To- yeah, moving on to maps. All right, so the you know most recent map, Terra Therma. Um, what are you guys liking it? Not liking it? Has it sort of grown on you, Brennan? It's Terra Therma. I I like it. I I like it how nice it looks and stuff like that. But I think I really think that maps should be maybe a little bit scaled depending on the game type. So if or like the boundaries be either brought in, so it's just not such a big area. There's a lot of times on assault where it's just cap warrior it's just one team goes one way the other team goes the other that's it but i mean you could say that about any map though i mean unless you make literally a rectangle map like for instance i think uh um forest colony is sort of one of those maps that you it's not like you can hide from your enemy if you know what i mean you know where they're going river city you know where they're going so i mean terra therma it's before I pipe in, uh, Laura, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, Terra Therma, you like it, hate it, love it? I like Terra Therma conceptually, however, it gets really easy to, to just go straight for the middle, as a number of players do, or just go kind of around the middle and hope for the best, and never see anybody. So either you'll all kill each other in the middle, or you won't fire a single shot, and I think that something could be done to kind of even well, it out a little. Well, couldn't you also say if 
we're, if we drop right now and we're in Terra Therma and we're in a lance and we're going to right to the right and we've got another lance that's in the middle and we don't spot anything, isn't it? Well, aren't you making that implies a- that you have some court, some kind of control over the other lances or some sort of relationship with the other lances. So in a pug sense. They're either all going to go to the middle, or they're going to go off to one side. Now, if you have a coordinated group, then you can organize and actually have some fun with it. So, even if they introduce stuff like, you know, let's say that the commander could take control right now, and he can ping, hey, left side of the map, they're going this way, we need to go form up. There's still nothing, you can't force someone, you know, in a random match to to go over there. I mean, right? I mean, so we're talking about, like, the way I look at it is sort of the... uh, evolution of a person getting into this game and playing this game they're going to get better and better they're going to understand like hey i don't see them they have to be over to the left or they're still at their cap and stuff like that but uh darren what about you well i happen to be watching impaler on uh, our twitch channel right now playing terra therma uh that is twitch.tv forward slash ngngtv my basic feeling with Terra Therma and all the... I, I think I'm easy to please as far as maps go, um, but I think this also comes from my experience with World of Tanks, which we've mentioned before. It had so many maps, and you're always sick of the maps. That never changes. It'll never change. If we have 20 maps, if we have 30 maps, if we have 40 maps, we're always going to be sick of the maps, and we're always going to be wanting more because we play a lot. And so it always seems like you're seeing the same maps over and over again. Um, sometimes you do that whole unrandomness of random. But um, my feeling is that None of the maps really bother me. Alpine never has. Terra Therma a little bit. I feel like it could use a little bit of love. But really what bothers me, and and that's what you guys have been touching on, is more the players. I get tired of just the, you know, kind of... Right up the middle, let's jump! Yeah, everybody just kind of playing in their sleep. It's just like, okay, everybody's going up the middle. Now, whenever we're playing, we try to do a flank, and I love that. It totally changes it up, and most of the time is effective. I would say I've actually seen some very, like, if I really sat down, like, thinking about it, I, I would say I've seen actually a lot of good tactics used on Terra Therma, flanking, not going down the middle, or sending one to look down the middle while someone goes right and left. I mean, dude, look, chasing Frodo on the map, like, we, we've we actually had some really cool stuff happen. I mean, like... And I feel like with any circumstance, though, if you go out there by yourself or even like one or two mechs and you like I've had this happen to me, like, hey, I'm going to go take Pepsi, uh, guys. And then I made that decision. I had to, you know, pay for it and stuff like that. I mean, that's always going to happen. But Terra Therma, I, I think, is a beautiful looking map. Um, I Lighting conditions, I think, is great on that. I still think. It's hard sometimes to figure out if I can go up or down a particular slope. And I feel like there's a lot of impassable areas on there. The way I look at it is like, (laughs) um, you know, there's a lot of spires and stuff like that that obviously you can't go up unless you're some spider with eight jump jets or 12 jump jets or whatever. But I feel like that the pathing could be a little bit better. I'm glad they fixed a lot of the um, issues getting stuck on stuff. What is Boo talking about down there in chat? I don't know, but I would like to point out one thing real quick. George Ledoux here is not even listening to us. You know what he's doing? He's hanging out on NGNG TV uh, chatting with Impaler. That guy spends so much time watching NGNG TV. Yeah, he does. Addict. Right here. Now, that being said, (laughs) what is your guys' favorite map so far and why? Brennan? That's a tricky one. There's actually two that I I rank pretty high up there that I've always enjoyed. What would be number Um, one? You got to pick one. Oh, everyone's going to hate me for it. Everyone's going to hate me. Forest Colony. I, I love you. the meat grinder. I hate you. I love the meat grinder. Why? Why do you love the meat grinder? 
I don't know. There's just something about getting into a situation where you can't back away and flank, and then just being like, "Well, I'm out of UAC ammo," and then it's just like, "Well, out of medium, my medium lasers just got blown off," and there's just that sense of panic and that. I don't know. Just I find that amusing. I, I find that fun. Gotcha. What about you, Laura? I actually do like Forest Colony, but if I were to pick a favorite crap, oh. see what she just did. She just picked two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. So tricky. Yeah, I'm good at that. Canyon's good. I do like Canyon. Lots of so wh- options. So what's your favorite? Lots of little... Fine! Canyon! Shit! There you go. Alright. Then why is Canyon your favorite? Because there are so many avenues and so many places to, to, to plan like a sneak attack or to flank. And you can do that on multiple levels because you can do that on the ground or you can do it on the top. So it's not just the, it's, it's got verticality to it. Yeah, it's got um, verticality. Like. It's got trenches if you want trenches. It's all kinds of fun. Mm, what about it's you, Darren? Um, I'm going to have to go with River City, uh, night or day. And basically the reason for me is because it's as close as we have to urban combat. I want New York, but uh, that's, that's my favorite map Why right New now. Why New York? Why? No. I'm going to say... Canyon. Canyon is my favorite map. Uh, Laura hit, hit some of those uh, key points. Verticality. It's it's a good looking map too. That's the one thing I like. It, it's that you can have long range combat. I've seen it. Good teams can use the long range combat, but also it can force the close range brawl. I mean, like you can literally go over a hill. Um, I think that's another big thing is I like the fact that more maneuverable mechs with jump jets and stuff, or light mechs with jump jets, can flank get out of you know dodge quickly i mean you you can literally uh take someone out uh without them even knowing i mean you can jump over the hill and they would never know so i really like that about the maps um or that particular map uh just uh that's just me though canyon is uh, by far my favorite so far i think it's overall it's just a well well done map hey uh george now that you're back what is your favorite map to watch my favorite map to watch let me think about that for a second Gives me a chance to mute Impy stream. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Cheating on us. All right. So while he thinks about that, we're going to move on uh, to obviously. Don't forget, Brian and Russ have talked about an asteroid setting map, and they've also talked about our uh, archipelago um, as well. Sort of a, uh, and we've also seen pictures of another map. I don't know if that was one of them. I don't think it was the archipelago, but it was a uh, urban. Island what are, map? You guys yeah, what are they calling it? That? Island Metropolis, I think. Yes, Island know. Metropolis. That is correct. Is, is that what, what the? Is that official or is that just what's made? Well, up? that's what they're calling it in their posts. Island Metropolis. I, I Island hope, Betrothal? What? I hope it is Island not Brothel? A warm map. What? I hope it is not a warm map. I'm getting kind of tired of these hotter maps. I, I kind of want something. Aww. Ballistics, Aww. buddy. Aww. It's too that warm means, for me. That means you Plus have to wash your Canada heat. Makes me Come on, it's a tropical island. Come on. You might have to think now. You'll have um, weather and everything. That's another thing to like about Canyon. Let's just put it this way. When it's plus 10 in Canada, we break out in a sweat. That's what Aww, happens. All right, George is saying he likes River City. George, why do you like River City? <laughs> well, because I'm not playing it, no. Because <laughs> because mm-hmm. when I'm watching it, I find it to be the most interesting and the most uh, varied of all of the different maps. There's, there's tunnels, the buildings you can hide behind. There's water. I just like the variety there as opposed to most of the other maps have one too much of something i like the new terra firma map i think it looks really cool but 
it's very dark to me, and so that that, that turn off for me. But I don't like well, any of the maps dark. to watch them if it's a nighttime one. Just watching it sucks. <laughs> gotcha. Well, there you have it. All so right. if they ever do a Solaris, no nighttime matches. <laughs> oh, dude, I think nighttime under spotlights. Right. Yeah. No, I think I think forcing a player to utilize the technology on the map or, or because of the environment is something. The closest we've ever had to an actual battle tech experience across the board when you're reading the novels. They talk about it. They'll be on certain planets that they have to use thermals or magnus scan. That's another thing I'd love to see. It's a totally random fact that they talked about having magnus scan. I would love to be able to see it and have that sort of system in the game and a map that where you you have to utilize it. I mean, it's like Terra Therma to me. I've got really, really dark, uh, you know, screens when it's at nighttime. So. I have to switch to night vision a lot to, to hit max. Same thing with, uh, you know, like uh, Frozen City, switching to thermals. I think I love the fact that it's it's a it's a benefit, but it's also a trade-off. I mean, you know, I, I love that kind of stuff. I, I think uh, more of it, please. Yes, please. That's, uh, that's just what I think. But uh, well, here, here's a question, Phil. Do you uh, – this is a real serious question. Do you think your desire to play that way is – because of Battletech or because of your tanker background? Or do you think this might be a combination of that? Because I don't know how much technology you had to use in a tank. Well, I would say both. Life. Just for the fact that I know what actual night vision looks like. I know what thermals and the flare system and mm-hmm. thermals look like nowadays. And I will be the first to admit, um, in MWO, their night vision is not actual correct. It's, it's totally, uh, as far as what it should look like, it's totally incorrect. Go play a game like uh, Arma 3 that just released. Hmm. That's true night vision. You know, and I still have an issue with it. Uh, I don't know if it's CryEngine, um, the system, and stuff like that, but yeah, the the night vision in MWO is not correct at all. But, uh, you know, as far as thermals, you know, I do miss the Predator vision. I thought it was unique, but obviously from a gameplay perspective, it made it being able to snipe across the map but i'm also thinking well couldn't they have just toned that down just like the night vision and thermal vision currently couldn't they just put a 700 meter radius on it so i'm okay like if they bring that back i think that's something new something different but what i would like to see is the ability to switch between white hot and black hot and i think that sort of comes from my experience as well being a tanker like there are some maps uh for instance like caustic valley terra Therm and stuff mm-hmm. that get they're almost wide out. I, I think I should be able to utilize uh, just switch white hot, black hot, and switch. I think it's. I I don't know if they've ever actually sat down and talked with someone who's who's utilized those systems. You can adjust the sensitivity of them in real life, so you could still use uh, those. So I don't know. For me, it'd be super handy. Does, well, I mean, does that, that answer was, your question? That was in, yeah, no, that was interesting because I've often wondered that when I've watched you streaming or watch any of the the streamers. You know, it's like. Mm, because I, I I prefer the current uh, heat vision, you know, the night vision modes much better than the old colorful one, as you call it, predator vision. That was really difficult to watch as a just a <laughs> spectator. But that's what I was talking about. You know, if, if they did a Solaris thing, you know, if I was actually having to commentate on what I was seeing, it's like, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're watching it, not playing it, you you want a yeah. different field well, view than and than at the time, everyone always used predator vision it was it was a go- like you never even had to play the game in any of the other and i think that's what they were trying to negate which i think they succeeded but i still think that the current night vision it's it's a complete it needs completely revamped 
Uh, it, it, the, the thermal, I think it needs tweaked. I think it could be still improved. Um, but I mean, I've, I've never actually sat and talked with any of their technical programmers or, you know, with Paul about it. I mean, how realistic do you make it? But I mean, obviously MechWarrior yeah. is definitely, it's not a sim. It's not, I mean, it is in a sim. There's got sim-esque uh, qualities to MechWarrior, but it's definitely not a full-blown sim like Arma 3 or whatever. So like, I don't know how much, uh, how further they should uh, go down. So well, for, it's... I'm just. I was just laughing at the, this guy Mason Grimm on the chat. He's got potential narration. If and the white blob is firing something white hot at the other white blob. Oh, oh my God! Blob explosion. Yeah. yeah, that that's about what it would be. Yeah. So they can work on that. I uh, yeah. I called uh, Predator Vision Mushroom Vision, but we went on a huge tangent here. Let's get back to the next topic. Sorry about that. Thank you. Tutorials. Um, obviously, there's one right now. There's going to be more coming out. Um, I've I've talked to, I've heard. We were listening to the uh, Drop Command podcast. Uh, you know, Centurion Jason was talking uh, to one of uh, his people about that, and you know, they utilized it. Have you guys dropped in the tutorial? And what are your thoughts on it? I have. I did it immediately. I think it is a super great start. It's way better than not having one. Um, I'm looking forward to, in UI 2.0, it being easier for the new players to find. I think they na- need to uh, add uh, voice instead of just chat or instead of chat, uh, George. And uh, I think they need to add the weapons tutorial and some more tutorials. But I think it's a great start, and I love the fact that they're doing it in-game. Do you think it was a smart choice that they chose movement first? Yes, I think that's the number one issue people have. I mean, people have a lot of issues as far as figuring out the game. It is a steep learning curve, but I think that's probably, uh, we've been told, the number one issue beginners have. What about you, Brandon? Laura, did you guys uh, try it out? Yep. Yes. What are your What are your thoughts, Brandon? Definitely needs voice. Uh, text on screen is good, but I think voice would be better. Um, definitely very good for beginners, I must say. Um I, I think that someone brand new to the game, not knowing how to really control, get used to controls and stuff like that, I think it would be a very good thing. Once again, though, text is nice and everything like that, but I think voice would be better. I think that's my number one complaint with it. Can, can I just ask a quick question? I, you guys say this a lot. Honestly, is that what you think? You're not just doing it because you're my friends, right? You're, you honestly think a voice would be good. Right? It completely adds I, character and immersiveness, and it's just fun. There's, I mean... And it probably, for some people who don't re- like reading a wall of text, they're going to pay attention more. Or, or you know, there's okay, some people who really read well. like walls of text? Yeah. No one. I love walls of text. I write all more. over my walls at home. If you so have as much... to stop to read a wall of text, you're not doing something with your big stompy robot, are you? Yeah. As much as we do love you, George, we are being serious. It needs well, uh, your you touch. Need a, a few forms here. I think you need the visual. I think you need auditory. Um, and obviously tactile as well as to actually you have to do it in game and I think right now obviously the tutorial doesn't have that it only has the visual and reading and and just like someone said TLDR um, I have a feeling it's just one of those things that would add a little bit more to the game and it would help out I think movement is the biggest biggest hurdle bringing someone into MWO you ask any I've talked to tons of new players and they will say and even though some of us are like, how, what do you mean you can't understand this? You're a complete idiot. Like, that's what a lot of people want to say, right? Like, we take it for granted. I've been doing this for 17 years. One of you guys, shit, Darren, you've been doing this for like 100 years. I mean, like, <laughs> the whole movement, you know, torso twisting. Look at every single first person shooter out there. 
Call of Duty doesn't have it. Battlefield doesn't have it. Counter-Strike doesn't have it. Even Arma doesn't have torso. Like, your character doesn't torso. It, it doesn't happen. Like, every single first-person shooter out there doesn't have any of that. So a new player coming in who's had no mechware experience and only first-person experience coming in here has never, never... And, you know, I know a lot of people gave PGI shit for the whole third-person view, but they are correct. It is a great, great learning tool. Now, obviously, they've said, hey, and how they've implemented it is it's not really a gameplay. You can run around, your mech looks cool, but if you want to really fight, you're going to be in first-person. Me, personally... I think it was one of the smartest things they could do as far as a teaching people what it is. Now, could it be in just a tutorial and they could get used to, or could it be in just the you know online portion? That's another uh, topic uh, to discuss, and we've talked about that in length. But the biggest hurdle for a new player, talk to anybody, is movement. Syllogy and- points out that uh, World of Tanks does have a turret. The, my answer to that is, and, and he's totally correct, but people understand tanks. I mean... Kids understand tanks. Grown-ups understand tanks. So they immediately have an idea in their head what, what to do. Uh, tons of people do not understand mechs. So I think there is a difference, even though there is one example that does have a turret. Oh, and you'd be like, just anytime you talk to a new player, just be like, hey, just think of your mech like a tank. But instead of 360 torso rotation, turret rotation, it has its limits. You know, I mean, when you really break it down like that, they're like, oh, okay, I can make that correlation. But I feel like that's the biggest hurdle and then, you know, obviously, uh, one thing that I think is really important and um, is not just a weapon tutorial, but I think they really need to explain hard points. They need to explain, how do I build this mech? How, because that's another co- complaint. I mean, look at the multiple layers of systems and, and hmm. MechWarrior. It's so difficult. Like, really, if you look at all of the systems and, and MechWarrior right now, just in MWO, it is a very, very complex game hugely complex and you know i think how to build your mech what equipment does what how this works i think they need to explain ghost heat i think that's a huge thing they need to like hey you know and they could do this with voice acting i mean just imagine that tutorial be like hey you know i don't know this is how you voice act oh don't try don't try (laughs) yeah i'm not even gonna try but my point being is like they could be like you know hey shoot at this target with all three of your lasers See how that skyrocketed, you know? Shoot at him with two. Shoot at him with chain fire. See how you manage your heat. I think managing heat is a thing. It's not just one simple tutorial will fix them all. And I'm glad that they're at least breaking them up into um, multiples. Not just here, here's a big tutorial. tutorial. Yeah, I I want, hey, I I get the weapons, but I really need help with the whole movement. Uh, I want to do that one too, so. One tutorial to rule them all. Yeah, that's on Terra Therma. Oh. But one thing I did want to say, though, about the the movement tutorial is that for a movement tutorial, it spends an awful lot of time stopping your movement completely. And that's the biggest beef I have with it. Because of the giant hey. of text, you execute the movement, and then it stops you immediately. But you know what? That's something noobs need to learn, because what's oh, the number one problem noobs... It, but you can't <laughs> do that and continue they, to do they it Leroy the Jenkins. wall of text has stopped well, you from moving. I think what the tutorials need, and, and this is my personal opinion, I think what, uh, you know, I know Garth had a lot of involvement in this, and I know there was other people from PGI as well. I think what they do need to do is they need to actually bring in a teacher. And I say, I say that because I think it's really important for them to actually, I mean, why do you go to school in the first place? You have experts in this to, sh- like, 
when you walk through something, there are certain steps uh, and there's good teaching and there's horrible teaching. And I really feel like they could utilize someone with education. Did background. you do the tutorial, Phil? No. Yeah, no, see, I, I actually think that the way they laid it out was done really well. I think they covered every element of uh, movement. Uh, it was it didn't waste any time over explaining anything, but it made sure you knew everything you needed to know to move your mech. I thought it did great. I just think it needs more. I think it needs voice acting. I think it needs character. I think it needs to be more fun than having to read at every moment. So we'd agree. It it's to be a good more fluid. It's a good start. It's definitely yes. huge. Needs huge improvement. Needs more, but. I would definitely say it is a it is an important thing, especially when they're you know they just launched. You know we got the launch party next week. Bringing in new players, the new player experience is really important. But I also will say, out of all of this, you know who can also do stuff? You, the community. Like, you, not only can you guys be the biggest teachers to this game and in instruments, like that's what I see. Hey, go make a video go you know i mean there there are things there are people out there you guys have the tools and know-how and stuff like that. i mean you could do stuff make uh you know uh breakthroughs pdfs i mean you can make videos on youtube and stuff like that i mean that welcome to the real world i mean i remember listening to i think it was valve uh team fortress 2 and the developers saying there is no way we can compete against our community our community there's thousands of them that can create content there's only a few of us and that's how I look at uh, things is like community in itself can be a self-sustaining, you know, I guess, content creators. Yep. I mean, that's just absolutely. I, I agree. All right. Moving on to gameplay. How do you guys like? Are, are you guys liking everything? This sort of touches on weapons, I guess, a little bit. But are you guys happy with where things are? Or are you like, man, man? What do you guys think? I want more stuff. What do you mean? We all want more stuff. More mechs, more weapons, more maps. I mean, what, what do you do? What do you, what do you want? I want more game modes. I want more cool stuff. I want community warfare. Granted, I think what we have is cool. It's just starting to get a little bit old because I've been doing it since close beta. And I don't hate it. I just want more stuff. I always want more stuff. What about you, Brian? I think the two, two biggest things that, as far as everything goes, what I want is uh, more game modes and more maps. Uh, mechs, I think we have a good amount with gameplay-wise and stuff like that. I think we have a good variety of mechs and stuff like that for a, a good while, at least now. Uh, I think right now it comes down to game modes and maps. No, I just totally to agree. Keep my interest type it. Just to keep my interest type it. Not, not, not really. I guess my interest, but to keep p- players' interest and stuff like that. Like for now, I'm finding the same two maps are starting to get, or not maps. Uh, modes are starting to wear, wear out on me. I guess is the way. I mean, I, I look at if they just implement a like two game modes, it would dramatically change and have those in random, um, you know, the random uh, drops uh, as far as circulation and cues. That would help out for me personally. And I, I think a death uh, match, you know, as they talked about, attack and defend, I think would be great. I think those things. But as far as gameplay right now, I am very happy with it. You see LRMs being used. You see SRMs being used. You see all of the ACs being used. Lasers, obviously, we touched on. There are a few large... I think Pulse, in general, just... They're supposed to be better, and in a real-time environment, I still don't think they're at where they need to be. Um, I don't know, though, though. Numbers may say otherwise, and that's something we could ask Brian or Paul, saying, what do analytics say? Are they being used, um, and just we just don't see them? 
you know, PPCs, Gauss rifles. I'm I'm glad they actually like implemented a a skill based uh, you know system for Gauss. I still think the idea PPCs could be different too. I think the player um, like a player skill mechanic on that I think would be fine too. But that being said, the Gauss rifles. Do you feel like they do or don't do enough damage for the the trade off right now, Darren? I've used them maybe twice since the patch. I pretty much stopped using them because uh, I haven't wanted to put the time in to... Uh, I'm just having fun with other weapons. I've been, I was using a lot of Gauss and PPC builds, especially when I was dropping uh, the groups with aces, and so it was nice to kind of get out of those weapons and try other stuff and have them be effective. So I don't really have a good enough uh, opinion, I don't think. What about you, Laura? Do you like uh, the damage that Gauss is at? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with the damage that Gauss is at. I would like it to be... Uh, I would like it to have a little bit more internal health, but can't get everything can i so it's a little bit more beefy i can understand mm-hmm. that well the thing that pissed me off after the i guess fall of the gauze kitty was that it would explode every 10 seconds and that got really annoying doesn't really do that as much now but still they took your favorite thing and they destroyed I, it i they? want my favorite Is that what thing it was? Back, man. i want my gauze kitty and I will say, as far as right now, gameplay and the state of the game, what I would love to see is more stuff like this 24 going on. A lot of people were like, oh, 24, it's, that's too easy. I say, well, why not do more? I, I think there's a lot of people out there that have some great ideas, like where, hey, you do this much damage in this uh, particular chassis, or you get this many kills in this particular weight class, and you get this and that. Um, I would love to see a lot more player community stuff, not just on the weekends. How about during the week? I mean, sales and stuff like that, um, I think would are always good. I would like to see, and hear me out, how about sales on modules, for fuck's sake? <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Please, modules, can we have a sale for modules? I think he wants a module. Oh my gosh, they're so what expensive. What module can you not afford? I want more, but there's like most of them are six million each, and we've never had a sale <laughs> on them. Why not? Help me! I will. Like I you will... don't play enough to generate that much cash. Come on. I, I dude, I don't. I mean, I, <laughs> when you literally buy engines, I mean, yeah, it's it's a first world problem having sixty eight mechs or seventy mechs, however many I have. I get it. Uh huh. But I also dump all those C bills into like the three engines for my victors. That, that was over 20 million C-bills right there. I mean, like, that's a lot. And, uh, yes, modules. Oh, poor you. Look at you with the 60 <laughs> no, I, mech base. You still have just as many as me, so I don't know what you're talking I about. started off totally equipping all my mechs individually, even uh, some cockpit items. And I eventually just realized how stupid that was. And that's why, for example, now I'm swapping an XL360 between all five of my Orions, because fuck that, man. I'm always out of C-Bills. I need more C-Bills always. Can I take a moment to tell you how easy that will be with your Lord and Savior UI 2.0? Ah, yes, please. What what do you think the average amount that the, the average player has spent in real money on that game just, I don't know. What do you, what do the you, average you have any player? Idea? Average player, not the hardcore guys. I mean, hardcore guys have probably spent hundreds of dollars. I'd just say that the curious. average is probably about zero dollars. <laughs> you know, well, I'm sure. Okay, so basically what happens is they have a, a metric score to where the the whales or your hardcore players, your, your whales that make up the money for, you know, spending the money that your everyday Joe Schmo doesn't. Um, and they make up for it. I mean, that's what some people are like, no, I don't want to be a whale. You're a whale. And uh, it's okay to be a whale. If you like the, you know, IP, if you like the game and, you know, like, totally get it. Um, 
it's definitely a marketing scheme uh, that plays on the psychological needs of a person though and that's 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 just the reality of free to play um and so you are an adult though so if you go out and spend <clears throat> darren a thousand dollars on world of tanks or more what um you know if you do that with uh you know any game that's on you now obviously if you had to have every single camo color for every single mac 2 or you had to have that fuzzy dice on every single mac that you made that decision but um i would probably say it's probably you pretty leave low. my fuzzy dice out of this asshole <laughs> what they'll do george is that they'll take a, a number of people so like uh you know they'll round it down to an average to where out of a given you know one person needs to spend this much to be able to you know uh, to cover the rest of the cost uh, i remember i read the article way back when it was talking about the free-to-play market with uh the battlefield uh game that was uh i forgot what it was um but they had actual technical terms you know it was like an average you know cost per player and this and that and out of the the ones that did spend money then this was your average and and that and and so there's a full metrics and we'll we'll never never see the that's that's a total business and marketing uh stuff we'll, we'll never see it so basically words 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 numbers 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 does that answer your question Man. Darren, Darren, here's my real question. How much money have you spent? <laughs> George, you know I don't give numbers away like that. Damn. He gives other things away for free, though. Oh. Yeah, baby. Well, do you want me to count what I've spent on prizes for other people as well? Because I've spent no, money on MC for no, other people. No, I know where this is going. Well, people, <laughs> people don't realize that, too. Like, uh, spending money to get uh, packages for uh, gives and giveaways and for the NGNG TV streamers. I, it, the bottom line is, every free-to-play game I get into, I spend probably too much money. But the way I look at it, and somebody put this, you know, I think this is a good way to look at it, is hours of entertainment and compare it to other forms of enter- entertainment, like going to see a movie or buying a $60 game that you play for... 20 hours or whatever or uh, having to sit and watch the kardashians or ex- thank you look at it go you go play now i may paintball. be justifying but no hey hey go go play paintball for an afternoon even if your friends i mean you're gonna be dropping i mean how much do you guys please buy the expensive probably the 40 90 i mean you put a lot of money into like these things and you only get a few hours of enjoyment that's it right uh, laser tag or, or, you know, you're going to go go-kart Woo. racing or movie. I mean, that's the, that's how I look at it. And I remember I used to be adamantly against, like, against subscription-based, you know, like models. And I say subscription. Uh, MWO doesn't have a subscription, but I, I count premium time the same damn thing. That's what I consider it. It's 30 days. It might as well mm-hmm. just call it a subscription. They don't use the term because it's marketing. I have no problem with it. If, if it's like playing Eve or playing games that I really like. It's like, hey, these guys will cons- consistently have more and more content, and they're going to add more and more. It- it's a it's a yearly thing, so I have no problem with dropping you know fifteen bucks uh, on a game each month for a subscription or premium or whatever. That, that no, I, that's it's it's a given. Not everyone has that though, so you know that's why I think free to play is so awesome. Is it allows those who do not have. Uh, the ability to they can still play they can still just be just as competitive and they don't need uh, those things so yep. bottom line if this is as fun as you know or i get as into this which i anticipate highly as i did world of tanks i, I i'm sure i'll spend a lot of money but it's going to be years of how many however many hours per day well look so, at it like this good deal we just had launch 
we've been in open and closed beta for over a year, right? Mm-hmm. Look at where we are going to be in a year. Oh, we're about to get UI 2.0 in the not-too-distant future. Community warfare is going to be kicking off. We know the clan invasion is going to happen. They haven't said when because they also said, hey, the timeline, we're going to be, you know, we're sort of held back from that. You know, we want to redo it. Hey, cool, whatever. This game, we're going to be playing another year from now. We'll, maybe we'll have a special on launch day or whatever talking about what we just talked and, and look back and look at where we've came. Um, and I think uh, for those that have listened to the the Russ Bullock interview part one, you really sit down and look. I mean, for all of us that have been involved since closed beta, I mean, it's been a ride. It's been an adventure. I mean, from fun stuff like lunchbacks going 130 kph to collisions to uh, hating raven 3ls because you couldn't hit them to uh, you know running around with uh, you know 12 medium pulse laser. Actually, no, it was what, what? How many energy did the K2 originally have? Was it eight or ten? Before I got nerfed, I think it was 10 or something like that. I remember running around with like 10 medium pulse lasers and two shotting everything. It was ridiculous, you know. Anyways, it's been, an, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to see where we'll be in a year and then looking back. And at the end of the day, like I said, I challenge you guys out there to, uh, you know, uh, be the positive influence in the community, help new players out and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to talk in a year and see uh, where we stand on this. Phil, I'm going to be looking to you because once I get my new computer, which I'll be raising money for, I'm Come going to off. need someone to hold my hand. It's all right. <laughs> and you're the guy that knows how to play. We already Although, cater to Darren's one. Would you better, pick Phil Darren's over a me? Better, really? No, Darren's a much better teacher. I've watched him stream, and he does amazing no, 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 no. with people who are idiots. And I qualify for this. <laughs> That's so just because I relate be with idiots. <laughs> Well, uh, by the way, uh, George, when you, I think you said you were possibly doing a Kickstarter for a few things, not only just for a new computer, but for some of your voice acting and stuff. Let us know. I will be the first to admit I will help donate towards that and, and help you out. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who follow NGNG and just MechWar in general that would love to, to help you out, get some of those things up and running. Uh, you to, mean, like, to get buying you... something off of his wish list? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, never mind the wish list. No, seriously, guys, I do want to get a, a new rig because i think it's pretty much the future of where i'm going is like twitch streaming and stuff like that and and i think i could do pretty well at it once i get the hang of the whole thing so we'll see. hell yeah all right guys don't forget head over to nogutsnewgalaxy.net we've got the new sponsor program going on where you when you guys donate where it used to be you guys didn't really get anything and we were like hey we want to give you something back so now you guys get avatar you get a forum space we're going to be having ng sponsor giveaways we're actually going to be putting things up to vote for you guys first and let the you know other public so again hey if you can help out and again this supports everything under ngng this isn't just going into me and darren's pockets we want to be able to help pay for the things we do and support these artists and, and other people that are working behind the scenes. So if you can't uh, do that, that would be amazing. And of course, don't forget to check out the Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway. Week 17, 25 years of art and fiction. This is a hardback book. All you got to do is register, post a comment with who the best house is in the inner sphere. And maybe I need to cl- clarify that too. House, not, not affiliation, house. There's only a few of those. Anyways, let's see who the winner is. And of course, that'll be going on October 2nd. And I'll be pulling the uh, the winner out of the hat, per se. But anyways, guys, hey, make sure to check us out on Facebook. It's a great way for us to get information to you directly. And, of course, I post up mech porn. And I think everyone agree you guys like the mech porn. And if you didn't see the latest mech porn by Spooky, holy shit. 
uh, Spooky. He's an amazing artist. I love his stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's it's great. That is and, absolutely 100% poster worthy. Are, are we able to get prints of that? Or is that... Well, uh, I do know on my desk, on my workbench a desk over there, I've got four, yes, four of the moon posters. And unseen moon. high quality, high fidelity, HD version. They're 40 by like 12 and a half. And we will have one to give away i do believe the other three are counted for sorry that's just how it is uh so you're giving uh, two to me okay (laughs) uh but uh as soon as we get uh, more stuff like that we'll be giving away and we'll be giving away a few items at ngngcon by the way as well so for those that can come you may be going home with a few uh uh, gifts here and there but uh hey guys don't forget check us out on facebook and and youtube specifically no guts no galaxy tv we've been uh playing and uh, putting up a lot of content with side strafe i just want to say thank you again to side strafe it's crazy that i mean we've been following him for years and now he's playing with us and and helping him along and getting into the game and stuff like that and of course you can check out our twitch channel at ngng tv and right now i think impaler is still going on and a quick shout out to those guys putting in all the hours and time to give you guys some quality mech porn. Hopefully you guys enjoy. And we are, and we will be bringing in some new uh, talents uh, relatively soon. Some of them, uh, there is one in this channel right now. I don't know if the other is in this channel. Ooh, who's it going to be? Anyways, I just want to say thank you to everyone, our community, our other staff members for supporting us. And uh, yeah, you guys are awesome. I get to see some of you guys in a week. I get to meet Darren. I get to meet Laura. I get to meet freaking Brandon. Oh my God, it's going to be crazy. Hopefully you, you're you bringing your drinking shirts, peeps, because uh, it's going down. Just saying. My drinking shirt. That's the one with the built-in bib. Yeah, definitely the bib. Not the beard bib. Just the No, no, no. Bib. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill. This is Laura, also known as Laura. And this is George, saying goodnight. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Look at where we've came. Leave my fuzzy dice out of this asshole. It'd be best if you avoid me. But I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me. You can feel it on my skin, but there is more with Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever